Hey, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Rebecca. And I am Chino. And we are Growing, Growing Up, Up Married. Married. We just started this podcast. This is like our intro episode. Yep, and we're really excited and... um just a little bit about us. We've been married for a pretty long time. We're going on 18 years. 18 years. A minute. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, we've been together a total of about 23 years. About years. Yeah, yeah. And we just want to speak to everybody about our experiences. We want to speak to you about what it means to grow up where we started as this young couple full of energy excited. and excited <laughs> ready to take on the world and that's what we're calling it growing up married we kind of grew up together um been with chino since i was 16 years old he was 19 dating on and off uh, craziness um <laughs> got married at the age of 22 he was 25 so we kind of grew up yeah while we were married. Yeah, we grew up while we were married when we had no choice because we had we have two teenage boys right now, right? Yeah, we were excited to be married. We wanted the married life. Uh, we decided just to dive in because we were dating so long. And here we are, yeah, 18 we, years later. We had our kid right away, our first son, Isaiah, right away. We have two teenage boys, like I said. Our first son is 17 years old. Now, obviously, we were mar- we've been married 18 years. Do the math. He's 17. Um, and we went we went in right away, literally. Like, yeah, back to back. Back, back to, to back. back. We're not marriage professionals. So I just want to make that disclaimer right now. We are not marriage professionals. Not. We just here. We just want to share our experiences, our ups, downs, in-betweens, our highs and our lows, our rainy days and our sunny days. And Yeah, I mean, technically, they say that 10,000 hours is what it takes for you to become a professional. Um, so I do want to say that I got I got some insight. I got some insight. I've been in the game for a minute. Um, you're professionally married, but I'm you're pro- not. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm professionally married and I got some insight and I may drop some gems here and there. Yeah, we want to just talk about we're on the journey of entrepreneurship at the same time. So we have that journey going on, raising two teenage boys right now. I'm a worship pastor. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm a corporate dude. Uh, and you deal with youth. And, and, I, and I work with young people, with youth, and that's my heart. That's my passion. I like what I do in the corporate world. Uh, my focus is to step into the world of becoming an entrepreneur and running my business successfully so that I can impact uh, people on, on a greater scale. And Rebecca came alongside of me with that. And um, we're just doing what we do to help people. And uh, But when it comes to young people, teenagers in, in uh, inner city uh in the inner city, I just I want to see them become, you know, better versions of themselves. And that's through our faith. And did we speak about our faith yet? Um, well, I said I'm a worship pastor. So well, we yeah. are Bible believing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> we love Jesus. We love the Lord. We include him in everything we do and what we say, how we raise our kids. Um, and that's how did yeah. how did you come up with this idea? Because this was basically Chino's idea. He ran it past me. He's been asking me to do a podcast with him. So, but I did come up with the name, which is kind of dope. You came up with the name? Yes, I came up with the name. Growing up, Mary. You was like, oh, babe, that is so dope. I'm gonna write it down. Okay. So I can, you know, I come up with some good. And, ideas. and that's how we complement one another, right? So I came up with the idea of not podcasting because obviously everybody does podcasting, but. Yeah, I wanted to get our thoughts and our... I wanted to mainly get our conversations 
I want that the I want the world to hear what we speak about, you know, because there's times when we're just sitting down over dinner or Saturday night we're watching a movie and we just kind of pause it and we talk about, you know, just life and you know that that day to day where I come home or most times I'm working from home, but when we just we just sit down and we communicate. Yeah, sometimes we just we're just talking, talking, talking. He said, "Hey, we should just put this out there. So maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll know somebody that it'll help. But we just want to share our lives with you at this point in our life, and we just hope to be helpful to maybe someone going through something, or or in transition, or just trying to do different, or just with teenage boys." Um, we are two kids from the projects. <laughs> That's right. Like, we're from the hood, you know, and a little bit about me. Uh, my mom passed away when I was 10 years old. I'm 43 right now, so in 1989, my mom passed away, and it was really tough for me, and um, a lot of baggage, and just obviously just had to deal with that, and, uh, you know, just growing through life, making some decisions that just weren't conducive to my growth, but... You know, along along the way, there was grace and favor and relationships and people who invested in me. And um, there's so much more to that story that maybe in another podcast I'll share. Uh, but what about you, I yeah, guess? Another episode. Yeah, I, I mean, my dad is a pastor. I was born and raised in the church. Um, you know, legalistic church, Spanish legalistic church, but I love that I was raised that way because I feel like it gave me the roots that I needed to be the woman I am today, uh, the worship leader I am today, the worship minister I am today. It allows me, you know, just to be firm in my faith. Um, so although I thought at that time it probably was strict when in my later years, but Looking back now, I'm like, man, that w- I, you know, I'm I'm so thankful that my parents raised me that way. As crazy as some people may have saw it, to me, it was super beneficial to me. As I'm raising my kids, as I'm raising, you know, my family, as I lead teams, it's just been super beneficial seeing my parents love the Lord, uh, put God first in everything. It helped me to put my faith in God in ways that I thought I couldn't. But seeing their strength helped me to do that in my journey with the Lord and helped me in my marriage. Uh, my parents been married for 51 years. Uh, so they they have been a great example to me. And to me. And to, yeah. and to Chino. So. And to me. Um, I'm really close with your parents. Uh, and uh, you know, your mom has been a mother to me. Um, your dad has been a father to me. And there was a pivotal moment in my, you know, in my, in my younger years where their love just, it, it just it 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 it's it was, the same yeah it's the same yeah yeah and um not only that we'll be speaking about leadership as well right because Rebecca just mentioned that she leads teams and from time to time you'll hear me calling her Becky uh but that's just what I call her that's how, that's my family name Becky yeah so <laughs> but we'll be speaking about leadership because we are leaders within our 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 environment and mm-hmm. um that's what we're doing that's uh who we are and uh we've had mentors and and a great pastor and great friends that that have shaped uh, us yeah shaped us and obviously you know it's something that that we continue to pursue um and just walking um but I'm excited, Rebecca. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a long way. Like it, it just we keep talking we about it. it. We keep talking about it, it, and we finally here. And and I, actually, we got two teenage boys. Like I said, Isaiah and Noah. 
And um, we also have a dog now, and his name is Rocky. And I didn't know that I could love another individual as much as I love Rocky. He's an animal. He's a a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca loves him, too. I love him, but I don't love him like Chino loves him. But he's he's cute. He's, he's cool. He's man's best friend. He's man's an American bully. He's right we're now. speaking about him more than we're speaking about the kids. Yep. But it's all I'll good. I'll be calling home. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, babe, how's the dog? And she's like, well, the boys are okay. And the dog is doing well. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. And um, yeah, we're going to be speaking about so many things. I think today I want to speak about like what it felt like to turn 40. Me? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Rebecca, you just turned forty. Yeah, I just turned forty. It oh my god, it was it was such I, I I can't even really describe it. I was excited. I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm turning forty. I, I didn't have that feeling. I was excited to turn forty. I feel like my life and where it's been and where it's going, it was it was very transitional for me internally. Um it was exciting. We went with some friends and family to Aruba, so that part was exciting. Taking my kids to uh, the Caribbean was exciting. Just having that, but turning forty, man, it's just like it. Something just kind of s- switches in your brain. It's like a click. It's literally like a switch that happens, and and I think I, it's just like a growing moment. You look back and you're thankful. Sometimes you're like, oh, I could have done better in an area, but. You just kind of like pushing forward. And, and for me, every birthday for the past four years have been extremely a blessing to me. Uh, another story, I guess another episode, right? <laughs> or maybe not. I, I, I had a stroke at the age of 36. So ever since the age of 36, every birthday has been very, very emotional right yeah. i think i, I think <clears throat> i cry and not only my birthday i think i cry when school ends for our anniversary any family birthday because we don't realize how much life is really a blessing and every day i'm thankful every day i try to pursue a better version of myself i try to pursue peace in my relationships uh set healthy boundaries not tolerating things that, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, not tolerating mm-hmm. things, right? Healthy yeah. boundaries are important. Yeah, I think healthy boundaries are important. It's because when you when you establish healthy boundaries, um you you set you set this expectation of hey, this is gonna be a relationship that is respectful between two parties, right? Mm-hmm. Or however and and, that's and everything's important. reciprocated yeah. love is reciprocated yeah. communication mm-hmm. is reciprocated it is a two-way street when you begin to set healthy boundaries you don't you don't become prisoner to anybody else i think yeah. when you set those healthy boundaries but you grow into that because when you're younger you feel like you need some type of relationship so you need to hold on to things you feel like without those things you can't make it. Yeah. But as we got older, as we began to learn, we said, hey, we need to, you know, who am I as a person? What do I bring to the table? And just like an individual might bring something to the table that's valuable in your life, you also bring something to the table that's valuable. That's why that person is also connected to you. So when you start to realize that you create healthy boundaries and you create, you know, with uh, with people around you, you start to kind of like, hey, this is the expectation. And there's nothing wrong with putting expectations on relationships, I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, if, unless it's... Um, what? what do you call those expectations? Unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Unhealthy. I mean, <clears throat> what kind of... Ex- I mean, No, like sometimes it's like 
why are we putting that expectation on that person? Oh, like you know, unrealistic. Like, yeah, unrealistic expectations. Yeah, that's like, what it is. Like when you do that, that's, that's yeah, like that's extra. Rebecca, I don't expect for you to be a WNBA player, right? That's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're you know, not because it's just you haven't trained to do that. You know, but you expect me to be loving. I expect and you kind to be loving and, and kind. You know, you know um, obviously, real. I expect you to be real, honest. I expect you to be honest. I think honesty is key mm-hmm. uh, in relationships, right? Just being honest with one another. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm 43 and I didn't have that that epiphany to say or revelation when I turned 40. I was around 36 when I, I, I just like... So we're Something like the same hidden. age. We're yeah. the same age because it was 36 for it me. Was thir- oh, because yes. of my tra- Because of my tragic moment. We just learned that. I was today, hashtag, I was today, today years old. old. <laughs> <laughs> so I was around 36 and I knew there was some things within my relationships that were not healthy. And um, I think, you know, somebody might hear this that knows me and, you know, I'm not speaking about you. <laughs> uh, and maybe I am and it's okay, right? But I knew that there was some things that weren't right. And that wasn't, it, it's not a blame game. It was more about, wait a minute, my perception, what I believe things to be. And now it's time for relationships to go both ways. And to me, that was big because... I was in a transitional state at the uh, around that age mentally where you know I, I was just I was dealing with the fact that like I'm viewing life from a different lens now mm-hmm. as I was maturing because age is just a number right you can be 40 50 60 and still be immature yeah and I was beginning to mature my environment uh, I was I was around people who expected me to be mature who expected me to process things from a mature place and th- that was challenging. Yeah, maturity mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. uh, you're learning from your experience. That's yeah. when you start to see like uh, where maturity really kicks in. Because there's people who do the same things, are in the doing the same, acting the same, having the same type of behavior, and they never mature from that, or mm-hmm. they have a bad experience and they find themselves back in that experience, and they're not maturing from that because they're not learning from that. So I think our experiences help us to mature like when we learn from our experiences not become bitter from our experiences but better but better mike the situation jersey shore that's one of our guilty pleasures we watch the jersey shore yeah we like um don't be bitter be better <laughs> i don't know that's i heard him we say. like reality tv <laughs> yeah we do like reality. it's funny right because sometimes it's like oh my gosh do we share that but we like reality TV. Yeah, some people like crazy murder shows. We like reality TV. Some people TV. like sci-fi. Yeah, some people like aliens. Like my mom. My yeah. mom loves sci-fi. She could watch an alien movie any day. I'm some like, people what? like horror. Yeah, I hate horror. You hate horror? So we watch we watch, we watch real, real life horror. <laughs> we watch people destroying their lives and then getting it together right before our eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's a redemption story nine times out of ten, right? Yeah, reality TV is a redemption story. <laughs> documentaries. You love documentaries. I love documentaries. I love to watch. I, I'm, I'm really big on research and stuff like that. It becomes a joke in my inner circle. But I think that, you know, we use uh, social media and... And the world, the world wide web, you know, just Google and everything to, to, to find places to eat and stuff like that. Honestly, I just, I love to research just random topics. Um, we kind of got off topic because we went from healthy boundaries to this. Yeah, so we're looping back, <laughs> bringing it right back to healthy boundaries and 
Uh, you know, yeah, it's important. I think friendships need healthy boundaries. We said that about 15 times already. And I'm trying to give examples. I'm trying to think of an example where we, you know, like. Well, setting healthy boundaries sometimes, it feels like the other person might. They they begin when when you setting healthy boundaries and the other person becomes offended, that's like red flag. Oh yes. That's red flag because it's like no, this is a boundary then, and I don't want you to cross this line, and I'm not gonna allow you to be this way towards me or act this way towards me. I'm not tolerating that anymore. And you know, true friendships is like, hey, I understand that. I hear where you're coming from. I didn't see it that way, but now that you bring it to my attention. I'm going to try to change that behavior. But when it's unhealthy, it's like, who do you think you are? Like, blah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and that went out, like I said, when I, that hit me like around 36. And um, I was like, you know what? I, I need to make sure that. Because, again, friendships are two ways. Yeah, friendships like, have to be two ways. They have to they be. Have to, oh, it's not a friendship. Yeah, or else it's one person taking from the other. Or yeah. one person lording it's like over a mooch. the other. Yeah, it's, it's, it has to go two ways. And. I think I'm the type of person I know I'm the type of person like I like to have conversation I I think I consider myself a conversationalist so I think speaking and communicating and here and and looking at um, perspective from a different place really helps the relationship grow because if you're honest and you're willing to just and you're willing to be open um i think it's an opportunity for two people to really grow in their relationships you know and the bible does say this how can two walk unless they agree right so there has to be agreement i'm not saying friends have to be identical but no, there has but to be an, 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 an agreement in this sense could be you know respect respect yeah it, it could be respect it could be it you know and it, it, it is respect i think that's the agreement because you're not in a friendship to be with somebody that's exactly like you. No, that's, that's why. Yeah, that's that's, that's boring. Yeah. Like you could just stay in your room by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's corny. Um, and, and nobody wants that, right? I, I mean, nobody said it better better than Paul Abdul. Opposites attract, right? So she was speaking about a, a guy and a girl, of course, but in, in, in principle, that, that's also a truth. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna speak about a lot of things. Yeah. I think we, again, we just this is our point of view. It's not the view. Yeah, and <laughs> it's our point of view. Yeah, and and you know, think about it. Even in relationships, right? You just said our point of view, but think about the point of view. Like when when you're, you know, you're in a discussion with somebody, you have a point of view, right? Do you project that onto somebody, or do you commu- You know, how do you communicate that? Is it your point of view or and that's, that's it? it yeah. Or is it, hey, here's here's what I believe to be true. And why? And why? Yeah. But what happens when there's a disagreement? That's the next episode. Becca. What was the question? Look at that. Don't I don't wanna lose you. What was the question? The question was <clears throat> You don't even <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. You threw me off. So again, um, you know how? Oh, how do we? I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember the question. I gotta go back. But <laughs> I, no, the question was how do you? You know, when you have like that difference in opinion, and how do you? How do you like? How do you respect that? How do you? Because again, you gotta look at something from someone else's perspective too, like. I think, you know, again, communication is is broad, right? That's just the term that's used, right? It's more than just language and speaking. 
it's listening, it's body language, there's a lot to it. So right now I'm speaking to a ginormous audience, to you amazing people, and my body language is all over the place. Yeah, you we know, speak I'm with expressing. our hands. If you were to see, we speak with our hands a lot. We are Latino. We're Latino. We forgot to say that oh, we're Latino. Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. I'm first generation Puerto Rican. My parents were born and raised in Puerto Rico. Same. I'm first generation Puerto Rican Dominican. So my parents were born in Puerto Rico and, Puerto Dominican, Rico Republic. and Dominican Republic. Fun fact, my father was like the first Dominican family to move to our neighborhood. What's our neighborhood? Um, Williamsburg, Bushwick, like right there. Um, Graham Avenue, uh, Avenue of Puerto Rico. You have stepmom? I do have a stepmother who's wonderful, who raised me from the age of 10 years old to the age of 16 when I left my house. And that we could speak about at another time because that one is pretty deep. I left my house at 16, dropped out of high school, went back to school eventually. And there's a whole story to that. It's a whole redemption story. Whole, re whole redemption story. So that's it. We hope you stay tuned. You stay connected with us. Uh, share our podcast subscribe make sure you subscribe make sure you share it we want to be vulnerable we want to be uh fun we want to be entertaining we want to be someone who can speak to the depth that's within you we want to be a p you know just cool we just want to be cool with you we want you to rock with us because we believe that we cool. We just cool we just feel like we dope. Yeah, yeah, so, like so we got we got that okay. old we got that old school swag. It's okay to feel dope about yourself. I know it is. It is. So again, my name's Rebecca, aka Becky, and my name is Chino, and we are growing up, up married. married. Peace. Peace.